We are here today on the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today's guest, Thomas Allier. Thomas, how are you doing? Hey, Dad. How are you? How, how is everything? Good, good. How's France? Good, good. So far, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, considering the situation right now, but we are we all good. So safe and uh, safe and healthy. So no complaint. Yeah. What What's your day to day schedule at the moment? Then you just kind of on lockdown like everybody else. Yeah, we've been in lockdown the last uh, 15 days now, and um, we go for 15 more days, and we're gonna see after that. But um, yeah, days are pretty uh, pretty simple right now. You know, we cooking, working out, and um, finding the time to work a little bit on the computer, and uh, just waiting. But uh, lucky, we have a good weather, and we're not too far away from the ocean, so that's um, that's good also. Now, whereabouts exactly are you in France? Like, you're kind of central, or? No, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm on the west coast, close to, uh, I mean, Bordeaux, so it's like uh, west coast of France. Oh, okay, Bordeaux, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, on the ocean, yeah. So even in the, uh, you have good weather even in the winter then, right? Uh, I will, yeah, it's, it's, on winter it's raining a little bit, but it's not, um, it's not that cold. It's, uh, it's okay, it's okay for France, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad area to be. It's not the south southeast where it's warm, a little bit warmer on the winter, but the west is... Uh, a bit more raining, and uh, but the weather so far has been good, so no complaint. Yeah. Well, I started making some notes last night, and obviously, you know, I know a lot of your career because we kind of, you know, traveled and raced together. For yeah, we spent, we spent some time together. Yeah, yeah. but I, I started writing some notes down, and I don't know how much we're going to get done in this podcast, Thomas, because you got a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I wanted to ask a little bit stuff that I didn't know, you know, like kind of at the start on that, so... Maybe we'll uh, we'll breeze through the start and just kind of yeah we, we, I've, I've got plenty of things we can hit on and like I say you've got so much and can, like say you're a relevant racer and 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 obviously you're still relevant today in 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 the sport of a high end BMX with with you know training and coaching so um, let's see how much we can get through but this is going to be fun I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this one so where did you find BMX how did you find it what year and uh, yeah the start of everything. Yeah, start uh, starting. I will say in eighty nine. Eighty nine, I was um, BMX, BMX drive was uh, getting down to my in in my city was like I would say like five minutes away from uh, from my apartments in Lyon, and um, and actually that's where I met also Carmen Falco. We um, we start pretty much BMX together on the same city. We were living like two minutes away from each other and so we uh we just uh, we just saw that bmx track building in that city and we uh we jump on that pretty much i saw him riding his first i saw him riding his bmx and i was like man that that looks pretty cool i want to i want to try you know mm-hmm. and um so i went with him and his brother and we uh and i start bmx like this pretty much now was you good straight away or you know you didn't come onto my radar until probably i don't know 93 94 uh, those first couple of years, was you like successful right off the bat? You know, like 80, 89, I was, um, I was what, 13 years old and I was uh, like a skinny, I'm a, like really skinny guy. I was, um, I always loved to ride bicycle on the street. So uh, skill wise, I was like getting okay. And um, like, te- yeah, technically I was, I was way better than physically for sure. Yeah. And, and I start to grow up and get some, uh, Get some uh, good, uh, good little training and just riding. I was just riding my bike pretty much every day. You know, like you know, back in the day, how we we were not spending any time on the gym or anything. We were just spending time on the 
on the track and uh, start to start to love it and um, and never never quit since that and uh, just get better and better every year. Yeah. Now, did you? It might have been a bit too early for you, but did you race the worlds in '90? Paul Ricard, was you there? No, no, I wasn't there. No, no, that was my first. I think I think Paul Ricard was '89, no, or '90. It was '90, yeah. No, yeah, '90. No, so that was my first. Um, actually, actually, my first season was '90. '89 was like a start on and off, and uh, I really start to race in at the end of '89, '90s, yeah. Now, did you did you know who the top? Do you know like Christoph and Xavier and Claude and all these guys, or you weren't really kind of on that radar yet? No, because we were like you know friends. We used to have a Big Cross magazine, a okay. magazine from BMX, and so everybody everybody used to um, to read the, to read those magazines. And I, of course, I was following BMX really well. And and Carmine at that time was like he was three or four four years yeah four years younger than me. But he was already um, already good on the on the international scene, and I know I remember him going to uh, to uh, Puerto Rico and uh, to Spain, I think, to race those world championships. So I was following everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and at that time, of course, and at that time, of course, I was like, man, that looks, that looks cool to uh, to go race those world championships. And uh, and of course, I was like, didn't plan to do anything like this. But years after years, you start to um, just to uh, to see, okay, I can maybe I can do it. Now you raced, and so that that was ninety. So ninety one was Norway. You was in Norway because I think you was in the main, right? Yeah, Norway was my first uh, world uh, final. Uh, yeah, that was cr- crazy. Like um, came out of the French national, I finished third, and uh, that was my first like real French national. And um, and I finished third. I was like, oh man, I can maybe. I was qualified to go to world, so I was like, let's let's do it. And I went over there, and Norway was. Uh, Wow, an amazing like amazing world. Of course, as, as you know, you were over there too. That's atmosphere and the track, and, like so many people from everywhere were there, were over there, and just um, yeah, just love it and uh, make the man. And on the on the final, I think uh, yeah, I crashed on the second corner and finished uh, seventh. Yeah. Who were some of the guys you were racing with in France that year and then in the world? So you'd have probably, Dylan would have been a bit, a bit older, so you'd have probably raced like Timmy Strelecki, right? That kind of age? Was you in that main? Yes, yeah, yeah, Timmy Strelecki and, um, and Percy Owens. Okay, but, Percy, uh, yeah. Percy, Percy won that one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he was with uh, Brian Colgrove, uh, Cyclecraft, I think he was in that main as well. Um, what about, uh, so that had been 92, so 93, I think the first time I heard of you, it was around the 93 Worlds, and I think I must have seen you, or Dylan must have spoke about you. You was probably going to be 17 and over there, and but I'm sure Dylan said you crashed you in a bunny up or something and couldn't race, or maybe you told yes. me. I remember this yeah, for some the, reason. Yeah, 90, 93 season, that's where I really start to... Um, to get everything together and just put, um, I'm remember now won the, the French national in '93 in Cavaillon. I don't know if you remember that track. I yeah, think that yeah. track was. Uh, um, I saw some footage like not too long ago, and um, that track still like was one of the best track I ever ride. Like so fast and technical and big jump. Like it was really fun to ride on that track. And uh, yeah, so I won. I won that uh, national championships and. Um, and uh, I think the European Championship was in Sweden, and um, did the practice over there. Everything was good. You know, like I was like I was feeling really good physically, mentally. Everything was um, 
and I was having fun on my bike and all good. And on the night, we decided, like, we, you know, how we used to do, young, we used to finish dinner and grab the bicycle and yeah. go ride on the parking lot and still having fun and, you know, yeah, and start to do some bunny up with uh, Jean Christophe Tricard and Carmine also was over there. And um, I kept the front wheels on some uh, chains and broke my. Um, broke my caliber so I couldn't race. Uh, wow. I didn't race the European and didn't race the world. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a bummer because uh, that was like I think that was starting to break a breakthrough, you know. Yeah, I think Dylan because obviously he was on Sun and going back to France quite a bit, so he talked about you, and then I seem to remember yeah him telling me telling me that story. So tell, tell us a little bit about riding for Sun. Did you ride for anybody before them? And I think he was on kind of the Sun B team first, and then obviously got bumped up in the next couple of years, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, Actually, after '93, so I was I start to um, to race on the co-factory with Sun, and uh, start to um, to really race some uh, like international race, and it was like it was kind of the like '93, '94. '94 was Detroit. Yes, the year of the of Detroit. So all all that year, I start to uh, I was racing 17, 17 and over in 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 Europe or in all world. And in France, I started to race a superclass back then. How so was he was doing in superclass? And Christophe had probably already moved over, right? So no, no, no. Christophe, no. Christophe was. Uh, I think that was the last year for, for Christophe. And we. Um, so my first race, first race as it was in Mours okay. at the French French National, and I finished second behind, and I finished second behind Christophe. So I was like, wow! I was that was a big shock for. But I, I didn't think I was able to hang with the super close classes, mm-hmm. and um, but I know back then I start to train. I start to train pretty well. I start to. Um, I remember have. I remember have my home gym, and I start to go. I start like everybody else doing squat and start to train really, a little bit harder than what I used to, and um, and I finished second behind Christophe. So for me, that was a really uh, like that was a big shock, and I was like, wow. Okay, let's go and uh, let's try to uh, to get better and better. And uh, that '94 season, wrestled the French national, finish uh, second behind Christophe again. Mm-hmm. Uh, race the European in um, Austria. Austria, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that big drama with uh, Joachim jumping on the uh, and fighting on the middle of the field with Bass was there. With Bass involved in yes. that? Yes, yes. I don't. I can't remember that story. I think. I think yeah, Joachim fight with one one guy from Dutch from well, from Holland. If you maybe. remember the Europeans, all all the fans, you know, the countries would kind of start chanting, you know, before finals, you know, like England, France, Germany, uh, Holland, and I don't know, was it a French dad got on or a Dutch dad got on the track right before the finals on a bike, and it obviously had some drinks. And it was yes. it was somebody's dad yes. or something, and I don't know if it was Bass knew him. Anyway, I seem to remember Bass was involved as well. <laughs> yes, that was a, that was a brother. It was a big big drama. Anyway, typical European race at that time, where like he was yeah. so tense, and those atmosphere was uh, like just yeah. like it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, one, um, so I won the cruiser class twenty inch. Um, I don't know, like. I fucked it up on the semi or the no, on, I think the final we raced on the on the night or something yes, like this. We did. And, uh, yes. Then I think I was badly battling for like maybe a top three and uh, and I fucked it up I think. Mm-hmm. And I uh, won the won the um, European class 
uh, cruiser class, I think, in front of Jorg. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because he was 17 and over. And, yes. uh, and uh, I think he was that, yeah. Oh, long time. Long time ago. <laughs> and then you went to and, Detroit uh, after that, right? Yeah, Detroit after that. After that, that was... That was um, I would say my last, uh, my last World Championships as um, like 17 and over or junior class at that time mm-hmm. before to jump uh, aviator super class. And uh, I, w- I won the cruiser and uh, in 20 inch, um, I crashed on the quarter on the first corner, like leading. And I know it was raining a little bit and, and corner, like those, those asphalt corner was slippery a little bit and I crashed on it. Yeah, but yeah, and we like say you'd already come onto our radar then, like we like, oh god, man, we got another, another Christoph. You know, we talk all the English guys between ourselves, and we're like, man, we we saw you coming, and then I think you went to, did you do spend a little time in California then that winter? Yes, right, right away after um, after the world, we decided with um, actually it was like uh, Christoph was moving to US, so we decided to uh, to come to come and spend like um, two three months with him. Mm-hmm. On being right after uh, Detroit, so I think we went over there for the full national. So it was at the end of September, and we spent like I think I spent like a month and a half over there, and raised the full national as uh, uh, April with Todd Blazer and uh, and um, I remember fighting with like on the first race with Todd Blazer and with another I think maybe CC. Cecil, maybe, maybe Cecil John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he might have been around that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so what was your thoughts on California? Did you like, okay, I need to come back here, or you were still kind of motivated to go back to to France and Europe? Yeah, I was still pretty young and um, and, um, didn't, you know, didn't do anything in BMX yet. And I think Europe was also, uh, like, uh, of course, no money and no no future. So I was like, oh man, let's go. You know, my, my plan was anyway to, to stay in Europe and to try to do my best in Europe because already already in Europe was already um, was already hard enough to uh, to do something good. So I was like, just keep training and see what's gonna happen. And we take uh, years, like months and years, to to see how it was. And, uh, and so went back to went back to um, Europe. And uh, so that was ninety four, ninety five. Ninety five was uh, where was the world at ninety five? Colombia. So that was my first my first world championships in Colombia, and uh, and I think on the final I was fighting with Jamie Jamie on the third corner to to get the podium, and I crashed, mm-hmm. slide and crashed, and I finished eighth. I think you were like you you do, you got top five, no, or something. Like I, I I hit the. I was next to you on the gate, and I was really nervous. I don't know if you remember. Um, it, we, we they kept us on the gate for a long time, and um, yes. It was hot, and I, I just got agitated. You know, I was next to you. I still hadn't really raced you much. I knew you was good, and um, yeah, just kind of. I know I tapped the gate, and I was out of it. You know, and I think I even crashed after that. But uh, it was a hard main because there was only two groups in 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 superclass, or you might have been elite then. But there was just two motors, so it was hard straight away. So I think the main. Yeah. Was, it was Christoph one, Alice second, Jamie third. Um, fourth place was thunder and then in the main there was like me you and dylan and um yeah so it was it was it was a tough race even though it was small yeah when you when you look when you look at the name on on the on the final that was you like the yeah that was a big that was a big main event that's for sure yeah. and um the week the week going 
going to that world championship was so much fun over there. I don't know. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, like, I cannot like there. Yeah, I always yeah. liked South America. You know, always had always just happy people and fun, and we all stayed in that complex, didn't we? Where the where the race was, which was really cool. You know. Yeah, it was like an holiday complex with a bunch of swimming pool and just like I remember, like we were we were on the swimming pool all day long for like for a week over there, and we were just uh, yeah having fun. That was a good time for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, so I was talking a little bit about Sun though, because you know it was like you know I think in Europe you had yeah GT Europe, which was a big team, and then obviously Sun. You know, you guys were sponsored by Nike. You know, uh, Michelle was the trainer, right? The the national trainer or the the Sun trainer. Um, so yes, guys... it was. It was. It was uh, Michel was a national trainer, so he was. Um, we were kind of like following his uh, his training plan for for years. But uh, jumping on jumping on Sun, I remember um, uh, Max Clemenceau was the boss of uh, of Sun at that time, and um, as um, because of him, I got my first salary and uh, and and a perspective on the sport, you know, a future and. Uh, that was such a big. That was such a big deal at that moment when you get your first salary for, from Sun and you have your own car, and like they give you a car and all the travels, traveling expensive, etc., etc. Et so it was that was huge at that time for me, and uh, it helped me to uh, to see to see where I, I wanted to go and uh, to I would say I would say to define some goals also. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, but it was I mean, like it was an amazing. The team was huge. We used to have a, you know, it was pretty much GT back in US. You know, we, we used to go to the race and the big truck at the, was at the race. We used to have like like the, all the structure was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen. And I remember Dylan would Dylan would even go to training camps in the winter, and it's like, yeah, man, we just went hiking, and it was like team bonding, like stuff that Tour de France teams do, you know. And uh, yeah, like I said, this yeah, was in the nineties. You know, that was Mike's. That was Mike's. Mike's idea. You know, it was like you. We were like going on the training camp with mountain bike, road bike, or, and and uh, any kind of cycling discipline. His son used to have. We everybody used all the, all the athletes used to go together, and we used to do a road bike and and hiking or skiing or um, anything. But like for like. 10, 15 days, that was such a good uh, bond for, for the team, you know? Yeah, absolutely, and just so many good riders, and, you know, people that are familiar with, you know, Dylan Clayton, you, um, obviously Christophe, but there was so many, and I, I say it all the time when I do podcasts, um, so many French riders that were so good that probably people in the U.S. don't know about, or they never came out here, but just, you know, like, say, John Christophe Tricard, and then, you know, yeah, Laurent Poussin. Yeah, Falco, yeah, Florent Poussin, I mean, yeah. So many, and of course, the, and of course, those training camp we were doing on like, but we were mixing with those mountain bike guys. So it was Cedric Gracia, it was Anchor Line Chausson, it was uh, um, Francois Gachet, Gachet. Francois, Francois Gachet, yeah. that, that was uh, like a top mountain, like the best mountain bike downhill mm-hmm. guys, you know. So it was an amazing experience for everyone. It was such a good feeling to to be part of that. Absolutely, you guys really, yeah, uh, just like I say, you was exactly what you said, like GT in the US, that's what, you know, Sun was in, in Europe, you know, with the uh, yeah. the presence that you guys had. So, okay, let's move into 96, that was a good year for me, but, you know, definitely we, 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 we knew you was coming, and um, I think uh, by 96, you was at full cylinders, I think the only way, you know, I know personally for me, I, I always needed you to make a mistake, and 
or you know just just something needed to happen for you <laughs> for me yeah we got to, we, you know. yeah we got some good battles we got some good battle for sure like the like i said you know your the euro scene was always good and and tough but uh to be uh, to be next to you to jamie or to or to dylan or you know and a couple other good french guy or, or dutch guy were just like mm-hmm. those your race was always always intense but uh yeah, '96 was uh, England when you won. Huh? That was uh, yeah, um, yeah. You luckily we, we'd, we'd raced the Europeans in Geneva, I think it was in Switzerland. Then Dylan won both days. I think yes, I got second, yes. and you got third. But like you, we, yeah. like, but then you never showed up to Brighton, which was you know good for us. But you got injured, right? Yeah, I broke my kettlebell in um, in California. We did um, we um, we decided after Geneva, we decided to do a little camp to get ready for England. So we went with Carmine and. And we um, we uh, we went to Christoph's house, and we start to um, we went to Evansville. No, no Evansville. It was South Park. We were in South Park over there. Christoph got, got injured and broke his. Uh, I think it was his shoulder and and some other stuff in, in South Park. So couldn't race after. But we um, we went back to California with him, and we start, we raced some race in California, and um, it was some national. And then I broke my caliber on the final with, uh, I remember, with uh, Randy Stamfurther on the final. I was, like, we were battling for first on the first on the first corner. Uh-huh. And I crashed, I broke my caliber. So my season was over on, the, on, that, on that race, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as I was to say, we didn't, we did, obviously that was before the internet stuff. And, you know, we're all at the worlds and like, oh, Ali's not here, that's weird. And Chris, yeah, same thing, you didn't really know where anybody, if people didn't show up, you didn't know, you know. Yeah, like, you, you, we didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah like, cool, okay. Christoph's not, not here. Christoph and Ali didn't make it. Oh, well, you know, so it's definitely good for us. One race I did want to touch on in 96, the UCI World Cup had started. Um, there was a pilot race in Brighton in 95, which you wasn't at. But in 96, they had kind of a big World Cup in uh, Volkenswaard. And uh, you won that, right? And remember we raced? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we raced... Um... Did we we did two two laps? We did was, a mount, that's when they did mountain bikes as well. So you oh, yeah, yeah, you won the twenty that, yeah. inch and then the mountain bikes, yeah, we did two laps. Um and you won you won I think. Yeah, I think I laps. I yeah. think I passed you and Falco on the second lap. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I remember that. Yes. And uh yeah, so yeah, we um yeah, won the twenty inch and uh and the and that replaced those I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking doing two laps with a mountain bike or cruiser. Or, I don't remember that it was a it was a crazy idea. That's for sure. Yeah, but tell us about the and, and I know Dylan did the same as well. You clipped in, right? Didn't you clip in around that time? And then you went back to flats after. Like you clipped in, won that race, and then I think you went back to flats for the Euros. It was something like that. Yes, yes, it was. Um, you know, uh, clipped in was starting to be around a little bit. Like we saw, like couple guys in the US clipped in. I remember Brian and uh, and Mikey was clipped in at that time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's you know, let's try. And um, and I tried before Valkenbarn. Um, I raced one race in France with it. Went to Valkenswald, raced with that one. Of course, you know, Valkenswald was a big, long first race, mm-hmm. battling with battling with Jimmy on the first race, mm-hmm. first straight. And, um, and of, of course, my, I think my SPD was helping me a little bit on that one, for sure. And I won it. I won. And um, show, up in, show up at the European race in Geneva and, 
and the official told me to uh, to take away those uh, those those shoes. So oh, I, I took know. away and never never went back until until the US, like a few years after. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they told you you couldn't couldn't, couldn't do that because I think right Roy Van Lur or someone that always thought he was always always clipped in. You know, like. Yes, yes, and I think because because like too many people starting to clip in, uh-huh. so they decide just to shut down everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move into uh, so that was ninety six, ninety seven. I moved after ninety six. I moved to the US, but my my deal with GT they let me come back, and I still wanted to do it. I wanted to come back and, and do a couple of races in England, but also do the European Championships, and um, and uh, so me and you. I, I, you, I don't know if you remember, the first round was in uh, Czech Republic at that great track that we always laugh at when we see pictures. Oh, yes, yes. And remember, and then, you're there because I'll, I'll post the video. I got the video. There was a problem with the gate. I don't know if you remember. And, uh, yeah, I remember. It, yeah. and it, was it was a big protest. It was a big protest, and I got it all on video. Um, I was watching it over Christmas, and I, I, I grabbed some of the clips. But anyway, we... We basically cancelled the race. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like we we decided not to race it, and um, right. uh, I remember you were one of the guy on top of the hill, not to like you. You didn't want to race. Nobody wanted to race anyway on that track because no. it was so bad, and the gates were just like just yeah. so, so dangerous at that time. And I remember like you on the middle of the track and just right. like talking to the official, and we all showed up and um, helping you to. Um, to um to make that race cancelled because nobody wanted to race. So yeah, you can I remember we, we we tell me. No, no, I was going to carry on. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, driving to um to uh, Klatovi <laughs> and 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 driving back the the day following. You know, <laughs> right. just like yeah, yeah was like I you know the race probably could I I didn't like the gate. I mean, I just hated it. So I was doing everything I you know and that's where I look back at some of the things now. You're like, man. We just did everything we could to, to to benefit ourselves as well. You know, I hated that track. I hated the gate. I could never get out of the gate. There was an opportunity to maybe get the race cancelled. You're not making it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what we, we would speak up, you know. So that was... That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, like we, um, you know, when we had, when you had something to say, we uh, we used to um, to stay on the track and to speak to the official <laughs> and make it happen anyway. You know, we were always finding a way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, fight, I fight like long, long time with uh, with Johan at that time. Yeah, I think me, you and so, Dylan yeah. are always the big maths, you know, so... Yeah. Which was always uh, always fun. So that made the European season a little bit bit uh, smaller. So we raced then, I think, in uh, in Switzerland again. The track um, under the bridge. Um, yes, um, Yverdon. The Yverdon, name, the name yeah, of, the, of the city is Yverdon. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. it was uh, yeah. So we like raced a tiny tiny little track and yeah, yes. hard to. How to go? How to go around? That's for sure. Yeah, and you. I think you won on that one. Huh? Yeah. No. Yeah. I had a, I had a good, yeah. good, good weekend yeah. there, and then yeah. the finals yeah. in uh, Dutkum, and I think it, again it was between me and you, and I think you slipped your pedal down the first straight because I got the video. Um, 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 actually, my shin, my shin came off on the on the on the third crank. That's that time we uh, we used some um, like some special tubing on the on the sun on the bike, uh-huh. and uh, and the tubing was really 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 thin. So like the backhand was moving a little bit, and I remember to uh, my shin came off on the third crank. 
Yeah. Okay. So then we went. I to... used to love, and I and I was sad. I was mad because I used to love that first race. L- used to love that. Like I don't know why it was something like fitting me really good over there. Mm-hmm. I think the speed, the speed jump on the first jump, of course. But after that the was it. Up, you was one. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, you was probably the only guy that could pick up from the flat because we came off a hill. Or it seemed like a hill at the time. Probably not now in in today's hills, but you came off a hill and then there was a double, but you would, yeah, you could pick up for it and nobody else could do that. And I remember you always had a huge advantage um, when you did that. So. And a, yeah. And a big step up, big step up on the first straight also. Yeah. No, I like the whole track was like fast too. I remember. And that special um, surface also. I don't yeah. know if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, it did. It was kind of a weird surface, um, mm-hmm. but no, a good weekend. And then we all went to, and, and I know cause we mean you raced again. We then went from there to Canada and we did a UCI World Cup finals. I can't remember whereabouts it was in Canada. Um, yeah, it was close to, I think it was close to um, uh, to Calgary, I think. That was it. Um, so I think you won yeah. that one and I got second, I seem to remember. Um, yes, and it was a tough one. I don't, know if, I don't know if you remember that one. It was a tough one also. It was one kid from Australia show up. Like, I don't, like nobody knew. Jesse Carlson, yeah, Jesse, I'd raced him a year before when I went over there, and he was super fast. Just one of those underrated guy, but super fast. Yeah, it's like uh, the Australian guys were there as well, weren't they? Yes, 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 yes. And um, and to uh, to win that race was not uh, anyway. It wasn't never been easy. But I remember that kid was like that guy was like fast, and I was like, who who the hell is that one? And uh, and um, yeah, that was a good good weekend. The track was I don't. I can't remember too much about the track, but it was a it was a fun one. But it was good. It was always good to race that that World Cup before the the World Championships. That's for sure. Yeah, when we went across then to Saskatoon. I know I'm saying that wrong, but for the Worlds, and then you um, you had another good weekend. Obviously, all the Americans came up. It was a really hard World Championships. Like a lot of lot of riders, other Euros were there. The Australians, and obviously, all the Americans made the made the trip up um and you yeah everybody 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 was over there yeah i remember that one yeah so tell us a little about that you made the main i think you was battling for third or fourth with hayden right and uh, yeah no i was no i was actually i made i made the main and um and first rate was really good john john and greg i was battling battling with john and greg and um and coming to the second straight i was second behind john and start to catch him up on the second straight and and on the second corner, try to go inside of him, touch him, touch him a little bit, and lose lose all my speed. And Greg and um, Greg passed me here, I think, on that on that corner, and went and I, and he went uh, into jumpers on the last straight and passed it done. Mm-hmm. But then I finished I finished fifth after I think. Yeah, that one. I was a little. I was. Um, yeah, I was also surprised to uh, to be on that position after the first, after the second straight. But I was like, okay, I try I try to do everything to pass the John, but uh, I went a little bit too too soft on him. Yeah, I remember. yeah, I understand. Yeah. That was it. That was a tough. Time. But I don't. I don't know if you remember that. Also, um, I think John was racing flat all day long, something like this, and he show up on the he show up on the main event with the SPD. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I, uh, I remember we were we were on the gate and we we hear like click click on the gate and like, <laughs> um, and January, <laughs> January forty seven. I think it was like forty seven sixteen and SPD or something like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and then he passed. Obviously, he passed Romero down the last uh, last straight. The I mean, last, 
that video is out there for anybody to to see that. But that was a tough, like I say, a tough, tough world championships. Romero was going super fast that weekend. Yeah, so yeah, no, so I made a mistake. So Greg, Greg was leading and I was battling with John for second place. Right. And on the second corner, John, um, Greg was already uh, gone. Mm -hmm. But I tried to pass John and I touched him, touch him a little bit, but not not hard enough. And uh, and after that, John went on, went on and passed uh, Greg on the finish line. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. tough, tough worlds. So tell us a little bit about maybe that. I'm not sure if you, you know, I remember if you came to the, the States after that, but the next year, uh, which was 98, that's when you really came out just like absolutely in fire. You know, you won the French, European, and we'll talk obviously a little bit about the worlds in, in Australia. So tell us maybe about your preparation going into into 98 and, you know, just, just everything. Yeah, then, then, I was 97, 98, um, I used to live in uh, Montélimar with uh, Carmine and Fabrice, so we used to train together like every day. Every day we used to train together. So, of course, the level was going high, like going higher and higher and and better. And '97 um, was already like a good um, a good feeling of what we used to do during the winter. You know, you know, basically we uh, gym, sprint, road bike, everything we could do. You know, at that time we used to be like. Uh, um, I don't know how you say in English, like cobaye with Michel. Michel was like trying or uh, national trainer. You, we used to, uh, he used to make us doing some, some crazy training. Like no, I think nobody tried those one. And, uh, <laughs> but we, um, we used to, uh, to train yeah, every day, to, every day together. And I think that, um, I think just to be able to train with a group that's make, going to make you anyway faster, and uh, and I think it helps me to um, that 97 preparation helped me on the 90, 99 preparation, and and the 98, 98 preparation was uh, was really intense and strong, and um, and we did everything we could to to be uh, to be the, to be to try to be the best. So we, uh, yeah. You know, three or four times at the gym, three or four times on the sprint, and a lot of track. We used to ride a lot of track also, yeah. And that track, that was actually the first European round that year in Montelimar. We came, we came, I came yeah, you back came, for that. Yeah, you, you came on my track on the first on the first race, on the first European race. So I was, that was the track I used to ride every day. So I was a, a big um, uh, advantage for sure. You destroyed us. Uh, I remember leaving that race and I'm like, what the, f like, I'm like, man, this is, like another Levesque and, 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 and it seemed like he was going to be even faster. And I was like, you know, I think you just, you destroyed both days. I remember you just won easy both days against, the, you know, all the European guys. So I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a tough year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember it was, um, you know, like I said, home advantage. And um, I was, um, have so much confidence on, on all the process we did before and on the track and on, Everything because the track was that track was not easy at all. Yeah, I don't, yeah, know, if, tough, I don't know if yeah. you remember the the last two straights were really technical and long. The track was long also. So mm -hmm. All the work, uh, all, all yeah, all the hard training was already was uh, starting to pay off, and and I have so much confidence going to that race. So I, I was like feeling like nothing nothing could happen to me. Mm -hmm. And when you get that feeling, you just like you like. You feel like above the cloud. You just like you, every, everything is is flowing, you know. And um, and I was like, man, that's a good start of the season. And my goals, my goals was was to race '98 and to um, to go to the US after that because I wanted to to race 
the U.S. national and be um, and be part of that uh, big uh, yeah that that pro circuit over there. So I was um, I were, I wanted I give I would say I gave um, I give everything I had to to train as as much as I could to uh, real to um, to get that goals to move to the U.S. and uh, 98 was a, a a big one for me, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you destroyed the Europeans. I think the finals were in Germany. You'd already wrapped it up by then. Um, and then, obviously, we went to the, the Worlds in Australia, which was indoors. It wasn't really a good track. It was kind of like two laps. And um, But anyway, yeah, tell us a little bit about, about the Worlds yeah. and like making it to the main and your thoughts on everything. And um, Yeah, I know that like, going back to the European really quick on 98, um, I got injured before. Um, I don't know if you remember that race in England. It was... Um, what the name of that European oh, race? Bournemouth, in Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah, you got injured there. And when uh, yeah, I got injured just before to go there. So that was a that was, I think that's the only uh, only race that did a race like really bad. Okay. And um, I don't know if you remember. I think he's a uh, um, your friend from England. Yeah, took yeah, me, that was took Rob. Me on there. Yeah, Robin, yeah, rest in yeah. peace. That's his claim to fame. I think he put yeah. you over the. You was in trouble in the quarter or stuck in traffic, and he put you over the turn, right? <laughs> Yeah, on the, I think on the last corner he was last corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was. That, um, that was his moment of glory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just um, yeah, good memories also to race in England all the time. You know, there was such a good feeling and good people also. Yeah. So um, yeah, so after that, going to um, the last couple of races in Europe and uh, feeling really well, won the European final. Going to uh, Australia, we um, we did the World Cup before the World Championships. You remember that one also? Oh, did Dennis Labigang win or something? Yes, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis won, I think finished second, and it was a, that was a long first track, yes. long second track. It was a, that was a big track, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Australia, so first uh, indoor track, small indoor track. It was uh, actually like kind of like a tennis court, I think. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Than that one, and we were doing like two laps, I think. Yeah, like a laps and laugh on the track. So it was we were going through the first. We were passing by the um, the starting hill at one point. Yes, and and using the first straight again. Yes, like a flat turn. Yeah, and um, yeah, racing forty three sixteen. And um, and I got injured. Bef- I got injured the, the day before the race. We. Um, with a friendship at that, with a French team at this time, we used to do like a little walk on the on the forest before the race. You know, we used to like the day before we used to go like a little walking group. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were playing around the river, and I crashed and uh, on the river slide, <laughs> put, put my thing, put my uh, my hand on the on the water, and my finger was totally broken and out of place. So I was like, "Wow, that's that's gonna be a good uh, a good World Championships next uh, like tomorrow and uh, and the next day I raced, but I couldn't hand I couldn't uh, um, grip my bar really well. Uh-huh. And I remember the first like I think the first two moto I was really bad, like almost like if I didn't win the third one it was over for me. And uh, so I won the, the I won the third one and uh, getting starting to feel better and better and. Um, and, but coming to the main event, I was just like I remember. I was it was you and Dylan. I think we were we were next to each other yes. on that on that main event. But it was also Danny. It was also Jason. The wild. 
the wild what else? Who else? There was an Australian uh, guy. I didn't really know who he was. Some Australian dude, and then uh, yeah, uh, Andy Contest. And Andy was Andy, Andy was on the man, and uh, yeah, you know when you're on the when you're on the funnel on the gates, it's always happened to you, and you um, like I was like thinking thinking on the gate. I was like, okay, that's all right. One more round and one more race, and you and you finish. Like just remember how hard you. You were trained. You you trained the last two years mm-hmm. just for that many events. Just like don't give up anything. And um, and I remember having a good gate and all shot and 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 fighting for the first plate on the first corner. And after that, it was hard to pass. So I was like, came out of the first corner first. I was like, okay, that's done. You know, just like mm-hmm. try to chill, try to risk clean, try to be as um, as smart as you can. And Andy was coming fast on Mahas on the last corner on yes. the last straight. I remember, yeah, and. And cross the finish line, so that was a big, um, yeah, first time winning the World Championships at the league. That was uh, that was huge. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, definitely a, a good one to have in your back pocket. So you obviously uh, then you went home, packed your bags, and then we uh, came out to California, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right, right away. You know, it happened in, uh, at the end of July, and um, and flew to um, California at the end of um, at the end of August. And um, yeah, start to um, start. I know sun sun was uh, going bad, uh, starting to um, starting to uh, to um, to go in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So I was any any and anywhere they were not going to follow me to uh, to race in US. So I had to find a, to find a team, and um, I was start I was talking a lot with uh, at that time Pete helped me a little bit also, mm-hmm. and um, and I was. Pretty much, um, I remember almost signed with Huffy at that time. Oh. I remember the yeah, like like I didn't say yes or anything, but the next day they were like I already received the the pants and the bike and everything pretty much. Uh-huh. And and Todd uh, contacted me and um, Todd Corbett, the team manager at, at this time. Yeah, and asked me to asked me to go to um, to Santa Ana to meet him and to uh, to discuss what if um, if you. If it was a possibility for me to race with uh, for GT in the, the, the following year, and I was like, I was really surprised they asked me first. And uh... Are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can still hear you. Sorry, no, my my headphone shut down. That's okay. We still got a good uh, good connection. So you went down to GT and you met TC. Yeah, it went down and uh, made TC. Um, so I was like kind of working with Pete at that, at that time, and um, and I asked um, asked TC, hey uh, TC, can Pete can come um, come with me? And TC was like, no, no way, <laughs> you you come by yourself. <laughs> no agent. I wasn't, I wasn't speaking in English. I wasn't understanding anything, and I was like, wow, that's gonna be hard. And I remember TC hire one um, translator. Mm-hmm. He was like, um, I think he was uh, like a French cook from a restaurant, and uh, and he asked me to go over there with him, and uh, he translate translate everything for me, and uh, we agree on one deal for one year, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how all the um, GT history start pretty much, yeah. And I seem to remember didn't like didn't like Diamondback they wanted you as well, and like there were a few yeah, people. Yeah, he, um, he was he was like Uffy and Diamondback were on the list also, yeah. Yeah, and these were the days yeah. when like yeah. Good deal. But you know how it was. You know, you were like you were, uh, you were like coming from um, like a fresh World Championships, mm-hmm. 
arrival. So moving to US, of course, like people were were going to be interested a little bit, you know. But deal, of course, the deal were uh, totally different from Huffy to Diamondback to GT. Actually, the deal the deal with Huffy was really good. And um, for me at that time, like making, um, I used to have a little salary from Sun and coming to US having like a like an at that time for me was a good salary and I was like wow. And GT came all, came along and uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't say no to GT. You know the you know how is it the team the mm-hmm. the image the, everything around GT was you couldn't you can you couldn't say no to to that no way. That was yeah. a dream coming true. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the first race, me, me and you, TC put me and you together, um, was uh, NBL Grands, right? Was that your first race in the US? Yeah, that was the first race with a broken uh, broken uh, finger. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had an injury already, I, didn't you? Man, I, I, that's, I think that's um, that's part of my uh, of my career, you know. Like, right. I, I injured a lot. I got some, always like some little injury, but... Injury, but I got some uh, some good one also, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I crashed in I crashed in Orange. Um, actually, like just when I arrived in US, so um, I, w- I went to GT with a broken hand, but I didn't I didn't told I didn't told GT I was uh, my hand was broken. Right. Yeah, I was like, if I told them my hand was broken, they, they're not gonna sign me. So. Um, and and the following weeks, um, TC told me, "Oh, you need you have to go race uh, the NBL Grants." And and I and I told him, I told him my hand was broken and I couldn't do it. And but I was, um, yeah. So I went I went for the first race in uh, in Louisville, and after that uh, after that we start the, we start the, like it was a uh, event. I think we uh, maybe Evansville at that time. I can't remember. I can't remember. They've been probably the gold cups around. It was like NBL grounds, and we'd have probably done three gold cups. So they've been gold cup east, west, and central. So um, imagine my, imagine myself to fly to um, to Evansville and um, little French guy coming uh, to the airport and got picked up by uh, Charltonson. Charltonson was driving the, the car as, as usual. Right. <laughs> Gary was there. Danny, you, uh, Greg. It was like I was like. I wasn't like little guys right? <laughs> with everyone. I was like, I was scared. Yeah, I was I, intimidating. I, I remember the, the... Yes, I think the night, I think the night before to fly, I didn't sleep at all. Right. <laughs> the first time I, you know, a couple, well, I actually won the first time, but a couple of times when I started to stay with GT a little bit, even though I was still living in Europe, which has been at about 94, 95, I remember... A few times I was scheduled to stay with them, but I would get same thing like nervous and stuff. And I would like, hey, Christoph, can I just jump in the room with you? Because I was staying at Christoph's house uh, some of the times when I first used to come out. Because same thing, it was very, very intimidating to be around all those guys and travel and stuff with them at the start, you know, till you got to know them. So obviously, same yeah. for you, you know. Um, going to the Cracker Barrel at uh, 6 30 on the morning and um, ordering uh, a <laughs> brown casserole. <laughs> casserole. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was um, that was really intimidating for me, and, uh, but he also helped me a lot to to um, look at the you know when you kid you I was looking at them and I was like for me that was uh, going on the same car than Gary Ellis was huge. Mm-hmm. I was like man, and um, and I was yeah like I said really intimidating and um, but then on the other hand he helps me a lot also to. To understand how those guys were uh, functioning, mm-hmm. and, 
um, and giving a good return also for me going to um, to the race in US. Yeah, I think I you know I've said it a lot of times on podcast. It, it it gave me a good structure that I use a lot of that now today. You know, some of the things I learned back that is that the same for you? Some of the things that you learned maybe back there how to yeah, travel. Yes, and... Of course, but even back even even before that, you know, with the sun with the sun team and all that, like the like the routine was already mm-hmm. was already uh, good. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I learn I learn even more close to to them, of course. You know, just just race racing weekend after weekend in US, and um, just how to set up everything. You know, just be on time on everything, and uh, and uh, and be consistent on everything you were doing. And uh, and I think it helped me a lot for for the race for sure. And uh, and you know, back after when I, when I start to be a, a coach, I use I use that a lot also. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So you started doing some races. Who was your now? I think um, did you have a running with Purse? Like he always liked to initiate uh, the new guy in town. I seem to remember he said something. Did he say something to you like at one point, or you guys have a little? Yeah, you know, we um we spurred with uh, John. We got some um some yeah some some. No, I was I won't say issue, but we uh, we fight a lot on the track for sure. We got some uh, we got some good arguments. We are. Uh, we jump on each other a couple of times, but no, um, you know, mm-hmm. we never, we, we never fight. But I was, uh, I was some really intense racing with him, and uh, and um, yeah, you know, a couple when I show up, like he, of course, he makes some um, some good move on me, and uh, and I make some good 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 move on him also. You know, like I didn't want to give up on to give up on anything with him, so we are uh, we. Um, we fight quite a bit, and we I think we crash a couple of times together, and uh, he make me crash, I make him crash. But he was uh, everything was inside of the track, and um, and I, and of course, like we um, we argue a couple of times out of the track. But he was uh, right. That's also what what I used to like on BMX. You know, when uh, we wanted to say something, we uh, we didn't get scared to say and and to tell to the guys and. Uh, I think it was um, those intense moments where uh, were good, and that's why we don't see anymore on the BMX anymore. You know? Yeah, different, definitely different times now. But I think uh, you know, purse would uh, initiate anybody new, and and that was all part of it. You know, the mental, the mental side as well. You know, I think everyone's got a little story with John, and that even before our time. You know, so. Um, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know where you were on the. I remember one of the first races, like when you're on the gate and he starts to look at you, and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> right." <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, he he was intense, and um, I respect I respect a lot of John because he's a, mm-hmm. he like he's a true racer, and he was he was at the race just to race, not to make him friend. Yeah, he, I think he brought the best out in everybody. He just he just caring to be. He he was care to you. He want just wanted to to win the race and. And to take his flight and go home, you know that was his. Um, and um, and he he was so good to race against him because he pushed you to the limit. You know, if you had John next to you on the gate, you know he didn't have like no mistake allowed, and um, especially on the gate or on the corner. So if you have him on behind you, you just like holding us and and not stop. So it was uh, it was good to race against him for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really started to get into your swing. You started winning some races. What was your relationship? I know you guys have always been friends and continue to be. What was your relationship with Christoph? Because obviously it was a, a ruffling in his feather probably um, when you came over, you know. So he was doing it, you know, obviously along with John. And I mean, so many people won back then. But when, you know, you came out, Christoph was probably at the top of his game as well. How was uh, 
your relationship between each other? No, yeah, yeah. With Christoph, we always have a good relationships and um, and part of the of the same team for years also. Mm -hmm. so, um, when I moved to when I moved to US, he, he actually helped me a lot. You know, like the, I remember the, in '97 when uh, before before '98 when I decided to move, I spent three months with him and Isabel on um, in Costa Mesa. We so we knew each other really well and uh, and. Um, that Christophe, uh, that's somebody I always look up uh, as far as uh, as an athlete. You know, his uh, his strength and his his uh, technical side. That was somebody I was uh, I was looking up and uh, and to be uh, just to be with him every day. I, I of course learn a lot and um, and motivate me motivate me a lot to um, to try to be the best and to compete against him. I never and at that time um, it was impossible to. Um, to know I was going going to be able to fight with him and maybe to win against him or like to try to to race against him it was already like a, a dream coming true. So uh, moving to US after those um, after many it was and my goals was to be uh, to be as good try to be as good as him and and maybe beat beat him. And uh, when I start to um, to uh, realize I could I could win I was like wow that's that's huge and. Uh, and um, give me like a good perspective for the rest, but um, the relationships never, um, I, would, I would say never, um, like on the track we were like totally, uh, we were not friends, but out of the track we were, uh, we, are, we were friends for sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. 99 was uh, your first full season then, and I think uh, you and, uh, again, were traveling together, so it was always, um, the dynamics was always there. Uh, you and Danny, I think, went into the NBL Grands um, for a shot of the title, right? So maybe, if I'm right, tell us a little bit about that. Going into uh, Kentucky, uh, you and Danny were pretty level on points. And yeah, the, you obviously made the focus on, on NBL that year, your first full year. Yeah, first, first, full, first uh, full year in NBL. So like all the race were like, you know, fighting with, um, with you guys and, uh, and coming to the, the end of the season where you... Pretty much tied. I was pretty much tied with with Danny, and my that was my first NBL grant. And um, and on top of that, I was on a, I was on a, on a, um, I was able to win the number one. So um, yeah, I show up at the race, and I never felt as bad as, as that as ever. You know, just like I was shaking on the gate. I was like, wow, I'm like I'm that position. I'm, like so much pressure on myself. I put the pressure on myself and I don't know why, but maybe because it was the first NBL grant, I was able to, to, to win the title and, uh, and I was just freaking out. I remember like from the first moto to the semi where, um, I think I got fifth on the semi, uh, make some mistake on the pro section and got, and got, and, uh, and finished fifth. So I was like, you know, it was, um, I think it, it never happened to me pretty much on, on the whole year. Like I'm, I'll almost make all the main event mm -hmm. and and finishing fifth like this. I was like, I wasn't myself at all. I wasn't myself. And I remember uh, winning the pro pen after like feeling fresh again and winning the pro pen. But, but um, yeah, that, that's the only race I got so much um, nervous on the gate. Um, and um, I think it helped me a lot also after to, to understand those big races where where um, only one one more race, you know, you race with the same guys all year long. So why to put you so much pressure for one race, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And um, it helps me a lot for the for 2000, for sure. Yeah, and just pedaling back a little bit, uh, the Worlds that year were in France. You were defending the title. Um, you actually was riding really good there. You crashed on the first straights. I think you got second behind Christophe and Cruiser on, on a borrowed Cruiser. And, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you was, you was up for the win again in 20-inch, so maybe a quick little recap on that uh, and then, world. Yeah, and then, yeah, the world... Um, yeah, everything was good. Like um, coming to the final, I think. Yeah, like won the semi or like like everything was good anyway. And uh, coming to the final, I I got a really good get. Actually, I, I look at the video not too long ago. I got a really good get with Christophe. Christophe was inside of me. I was nine and five, I think six. And um, I don't know if you remember at the end of the hill, it was a little tabletop. Yeah. And before the double, and on that tabletop, my foot came off, and I jumped back from the tabletop to the double. I was my foot was out, and I jumped with one foot, and uh, I crashed. That's how you crashed. Yeah. I crashed and stand up and uh, stand up, and I look at uh, I look at the final I look at the final uh, corner when Robert passed Christophe. Mm-hmm. So that was a big um, yeah. That was something that that was. Um, of course, I was upset because I, I knew I could uh, I could do something really good, at least the podium or, or also uh, also um, winning the race. But it was um, uh, it was it was such a good world as um, as far as atmosphere. I know, like those those world championship or European ships, a European championship in France or in Europe is huge all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a good world. So let's maybe talk about the next couple of years then. You, you continue to have great success in America, winning races. Um, obviously, Worlds, Argentina. So maybe touch a little bit on, on 2000. And, uh, yeah. yeah, 2000 is funny because um, I listened to the podcast with Javier and uh, he was talking about the, the World Championships in Argentina when you, when, when you make the first final main event. Mm-hmm. World. And, um, yeah, that was uh, such, such, um, such a Good world championship as far as the, the like the atmosphere in Argentina has always been good anyway. But uh, I remember if you um, when we show up over there, the track was not ready and it was looking so long. I don't know if you if, I don't know if you remember, but yes. it was that was so so long. And um, same, you know, typical typical world championship week. We uh, we spend the week. Um, I actually spend the week with you guys instead of instead of um, spending with the national team. Mm-hmm. I spend with the GT team, and um, and we had a, a good week for sure. You know, um, with all the teams, so, like you know, traveling with you guys was always um, always good, and uh, it was it was fun to be part of that for sure. And uh, coming, um, I don't know. Like the day before, we raced cruiser, and um, Mario won the cruiser. I think he passed um, Steve, maybe on the yes. second. Yeah, actually, race. I don't know what happened, but we ran out of light on the the cruiser day, and so they came back and raced the cruiser main Sunday morning or Saturday morning, whenever we elite was racing. So, um, so like Mario, uh, he passed Veltman. And stump hazard to win that, and then they had to hop on the twenty inch for, for warm up for twenty inch, and then do a whole day of. of um... No, I I raced I raced the twenty I raced the cruiser over there too. I think I was on the main event. I think. Yeah, well, that all went down the, the same day. But it was, no, anyway, cruiser was Friday. It was a Friday, mm-hmm. and we raced, and twenty inch was Sunday, and okay. um, and I got um, I got a car a car accident on Friday night after the cruiser. 
<laughs> with uh, York Dolo and Decontes, Jason Rim, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember who he was. So we um, we were driving back from the restaurant. I was driving at that time, and um, York was next to me, and uh, we stopped at the we stopped at the light. We were we were at the at the red light. And I look on the I look on the on the mirror on the back and I start to see a, a to see a car coming so fast going um, coming to um, to us and um, so I decide to move and and to start but it was too late and the guy hit us from behind and um, and actually all the back the, the passenger on the back were on the front the windshield was broken everything was like it was like we all we all finished at the hospital over there and. Stitches on the eyes, uh, uh, yeah, pain everywhere. You know, it was like Saturday, the Saturday we were like, we're not racing Sunday. No way we can race. You know, and uh, Sunday morning wake up, start to. Um, I, I remember the first moto I did because I have some stitches on my eyes, on my um, um, eye eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, eyebrow. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, and the doctor at that time put me like a bandage on my eyes. So I raised the first model with a bandage on my eyes. I got like seven. I was like, no, take, take that shit away. I need to, I need to be able to see something. <laughs> and, um, second model, second model better, third one better and coming to the main event. Like I remember that time from the summit, semi final to the main event was like maybe, maybe like 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. We were quick and we were running out of light as well. Yeah, we and yeah because of because we were running late and uh, they had to raid the final so sh- so quick we um we had like 15 minutes break I think and but the track was so long we were all surfing on the final I remember. Yeah, no, it was uh it was and 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 I spoke about it with Javier's podcast. Florent Boot was going good that weekend as well and you two were the only two I think that were picking up um for that first jump which was obviously a, a great advantage um to you guys, yeah. maybe talk a little bit yeah. about that going into the yeah, day. Yeah, I just I just watched the final like I think two weeks ago when Javier talked about it. I find the mm-hmm. I find the final on tape and um, yeah, it was a it, it was a little double but a little, little high. Mm-hmm. So of course the pickup manual were, uh, was good and I think he was um, Christophe was doing it. He was um, from me and um, maybe an. I don't know. I don't know who else, but of course, of, of course, when you're able to um, to do that pickup manual, it gives you a big edge for the rest. And um, and if you look at the final, um, I think by the end of the first race, I have like one by clean from yeah. my favorite one, and uh, and um, yeah, and won that second world championships was uh, was an amazing feeling at that time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You checked out after that, and. Uh... So what the next couple of years you won? So two thousand one, you won an NBL. You finally won the NBL title the following year, right? Two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. So tell us a little about the next couple of years, racing a little bit of ABA, winning the NBL. Yes, yeah. yeah, I start to like um, raise the ABA, raise the NBL, of course, and um, I got my first um, kid also, my my little uh, my little girl. Uh-huh. So. Um, that was also also that um, to deal with it. So it was uh, like the, the year, the following year in two thousand one was uh, was a bit harder, but you um, managed to get everything together and um, and still um, I think I was still on the run for the NBL title with uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I think I did not. Uh, 
Um, I don't know. I don't remember. You I think crashed I in the semi. Yeah, I remember now. That's, yeah, it was between you and Jamie. And, yeah. and Jimmy won the and, and won the title. But he was a he was also a good year with the ABA and NBL, like fighting a lot with uh, with Jimmy. He was also a, a couple other guys like um, you know Greg always been there. You guy, you and Christoph. Christoph was uh, in drill at that time, I think. And um, but those um, yeah, two thousand one, two thousand two, where. Um, where uh, I was, I was also a little bit. Um, I think I was starting to be a little bit tired of like um, traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wanted, I wanted to spend a little bit more time at the house and start to uh, start to um, to get my motivation a little bit lo- lower than uh, what it was before. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the end, two thousand two. Where were the world in two thousand two? 2002 was Brazil, I think. Uh, 2001 was Kentucky, and the 2000, yeah, Brazil, because I didn't go. And I think yeah. you guys, that was the first year you guys did Giant, right? Yes, exactly. So 2001, Kentucky, we uh, went over there. A race, of course, cruiser, as always. We, with I remember with Christoph, we did not race cruiser all year long, and we showed bulleting the cruiser on the parking lot. Right. <laughs> Um, warming up during the race and uh, make the final. I was battling with Christoph for the first place. I think you were on third place. You yeah, uh, and you crash right. Yeah, and I crash. I crash trying to pass Christoph on the protection on the second straight. Right. And I broke my calibre, but uh, as you know, yeah, it, that was at the end of July, so I couldn't race the wall the next day. Uh-huh. And I also fucked fucked up all my chance for the NBL title pretty much because uh-huh. I show up over there with no. Uh, like th- was like three or four weeks after the um, my broken caliber, so I couldn't even I raced, but I raced uh, I raced not as good as uh, as I was supposed to, and uh, and I was um, that was a that was the end of two thousand one. Start to um, two thousand two was uh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't go. You did you go to Brazil? No, I didn't go. No, I didn't go. Uh, we went. We went to the ABA World Championships in Ontario. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. Because yeah, it's up the street, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when um, that's that's a moment. That's also the um, moment of the um, I start to race mountain bike a little bit with GT. Right. And I couple I did couple um, of the national uh, dual salon. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember showing in Ontario with a uh, like um, I've been racing mountain bike the last. I think it was the last two months. I, I used to. Um, I used to race mountain bike a lot. Mm-hmm. So I showed up in Ontario with one sixty-five on my bikes, the cranks, <laughs> because I couldn't. I, the, back in the day, I used to race. I used to race one eighty or one eighty-five. Uh-huh. So the cranks were way too big for me, and uh, Ontario was a steep downhill. First, like the the gate was so steep and so tall. Uh-huh. So I was like, "What the hell? Let's put." Um, so I put my mountain bike cranks on my uh, right. <laughs> on my on my BMX, and I win, and I won that one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I totally remember that. And then you guys, were, yeah, you was, and then I think Giant sponsored you guys because because same thing because you were going to do mountain biking as well, right? I think TC took some of the sponsors. Things that's when GT kind of went a bit went a bit sideways, and uh, you guys. That was in two thousand. After two thousand two, yeah, that's okay. because we raced GT all, all year long with uh, in two thousand two, and uh, and after yeah, after uh, we start to race giant like we at the end of two thousand two. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it. That's where it makes. Yeah, sense. at the end of two thousand two, we start to race uh, with giant. Okay, 
that was it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. talk a little bit about that then. So getting on Giant, there was a uh, you know same um, GT uh, when I'm in Krupsi, we are uh, so no more team, no more money, no more salary, and uh, <laughs> that was um, yeah a little bit uh, a little bit hard at, the, at that time. But um, Todd, Todd Corbett, the team manager for GT TC, start to uh, to do a deal with Giant, and um, and he just hire us right away. You know, uh, Robert, Danny, and me. Mm-hmm. We were we were uh, racing Giant, so Giant make us some. Um, actually, Billy, I think it was Billy Griggs make us the frame, mm-hmm. and uh, we we race with some um, some bike from Billy and um, and with Giant tickers, and that's it for the 2003 season. So the 2003 season start to uh, start to ride with Giant. So all, you know. All the organizations, everything at the beginning of the season wasn't that good. And I started um, at the end of the season was better and better. And I remember going to uh, Australia for the in Perth for the World Championships. I don't know if you were over there. No, I didn't go. No, I was already washed yeah. up by then. We, uh, we raced the World Cup. Um, it was like kind of the World Cup race the, the weekend before on the same track. Uh, I remember winning everything, like feeling feeling as good as ever, and uh, and going to the World Championships, like feeling so good, and and win everything until the main event. And on the main event, um, um, Randy was next to me, and Robert was next to me, and Randy at that time was, uh, you know, moving a little bit, little bit before, mm-hmm. and uh, and I kissed. I case the gate. I uh, hit the gate, and uh, and I, the track was also small, so he couldn't do anything after that, and. Uh, and actually give up on the main event. I was like, I couldn't even jump the first one and, uh, and Kyle won and, uh, and I finished eight. But I was, uh, I was a big upset because, um, he's like, he's two, three world championships where I was feeling really, really good. And I, I knew I could, I could win because you feel that, you know, you can feel like everything mm-hmm. every, so good. You can win that, you can win that one. And, um, is, uh, yeah, is that one is part of the world championships. I could, um, I could win for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then you was doing, like I say, you was doing a bit more mountain biking. We went and did some yeah. World Cups. I remember seeing you went to Europe a little bit, didn't we? Did some stuff over there. Yeah, we did some uh, World Cup in. Um, we actually we actually raised the World Championships in Austria in Austria, and um, you remember that. First, yeah, you uh, were riding good. I think your semis, right? You got to the crash in the semi, something, right? But you yeah, crashed on the first jump. You loop out. Loop, uh, actually, Ooh. I loop out on the first on the gate. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and yeah, you don't make it. You, I think you make the man, huh? Make no, the no, I was, I got to the the quarters. Yeah, I made a mistake there, but I remember you was riding really good. That was when uh, Carter and Lopes were battling for the for the win in the main, and Lopes ended yeah. up winning. I think Cedric was in the main as well. But yeah, I seem yes. to remember you was riding really good that weekend. It was. Uh, Cross at that time was fun to fun to be. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember. Those, I remember the trip and those racing, and uh, they they was. I was good to be part of that. I think it was good for us because we just needed to do something different, you know, and it was a good way to to prolong your career a little bit, take a little bit of break from BMX. And, and Forecross, was, it was hard, tough racing, but it was fun as well. It was a, only one race a weekend and a good atmosphere. Yeah, just it was a to- yeah totally another atmosphere. And uh, like you said, it was um, starting to be a little bit burnout with, uh, with the training, with the BMX, like mm-hmm. BMX every, pretty much every weekend. So um, at the end, at the end, the forecast was um, was good, and uh, and the level was just like it was like unreal when you were racing against Brian or Carter or Gracia. Or, mm-hmm. It was like it was it was good to race against them because mountain bike. We thought we thought we were gonna be uh, like really really good, but like 
mountain bike is totally different, you know, yeah, like the way yeah, they it, it, the corner. And at this time, at this time, the, the track were, were also like, um, were tough, you know, like, co- like, yeah, turning on the flat corner, going downhill, that's not easy for her. You know, so. Well, I think was, was us, we would go to Orange the week before on our mountain bikes, like, you yeah. know, and, and Lopes would be there a long and time. Pulling, and, pulling, and pulling everyone on mountain bikes. And so we were like confident, you know? Yeah. And then you'd go there and I'm like, okay, we can hang with Lopes at, at Orange. And then you'd go to the, and where it'd be loose dirt. And obviously the experience that he had, and he had a whole nother, you know, we, we anyway, we realized that, didn't we? That it was yeah. not quite oh, yeah. as easy was, as, it, was it, so yeah. as it was going to, but still it was, for, for me, I enjoyed it, even though I didn't do that great. It, it was, it was good, fun, chill, and just cool to do something different. And those races with, in Europe were, were huge, you know, so. You know, the public, the public was just huge and the atmosphere was nice. It was like, it was like we were just another, like another level of sport, you know, it was nice to be part of. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. So let's talk about the next couple of years. You kind of, like I say, you kind of did a little bit of that. You kind of transitioned, slowed it down, and then eventually you made the move back to France. So maybe talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the transition back home. Yeah, at the end of... Um... At the end of 2003, I decided to uh, we decided to uh, to move back to uh, to France, and um, that's when we uh, we hear like BMX was going to be to the Olympic too. So we I was like, well, you know, let's go back to France and be uh, be close to the national team, and and um, actually um, I wanted to be also uh, to have my kids around around the family a little bit because we were in US, but. By ourselves all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, family next to us, and we uh, we wanted to have uh, our kid being raised next to the family, and uh, so we like we get as a good good moment to um, to move back to uh, to France, and uh, and I think it was also the time where um, at, at Giant was also going um, going down, also like Giants just stay one year, and uh, we didn't have any more. Uh, any more opportunity to have another team or I didn't look too much with that. So I was like, decided to, okay, let's go back to Europe. And I signed a deal, I signed a deal with GT, which was uh, like GT US and GT, uh, GT Europe. Mm-hmm. So that, that time was still good again and racing some mountain bike and racing some, um, some BMX. And I decided to, to focus again on BMX on um, like 2004, 2005 and uh, and did pretty uh, yeah did pretty good also over there and um, and I was really happy to uh, to race again the European series which is, was really hard at the, at that time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had I, I came back and did a couple of races and obviously you had Evo and Maris was coming up and I, uh, Madison's was really good as well. One thing I remember. Yeah, yeah, Arthur Arthur Madison was uh, was really good. All the Latvian guys, you know, like at that time was more uh, Evo and Madison. Mm-hmm. Maris came. Uh, came strong at the end uh, of 2000, uh, 2007. Yeah, 2007. That's where, that's where Mary started to race really, really good. But from, um, I would say from 2005, 2004 to 2007, we, I was battling with Procop. Uh, like I remember. Oh, of course. Yeah. Program. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that, um, that part of my, uh, of my, uh, of my career, but, like when I came back from from US from 2003 to 2006, like fighting a lot with um, with Michael, mm-hmm. like he was such. That's another guy where, like, we don't talk too much about him, but he was like BMX on mountain bike. He was huge. Absolutely, he was, like, yeah. He was, I, 
I tried to, to do a podcast with him a few, and I'm going to try again because I think, yeah, another guy that's not spoken about enough and, and like say he could win a mountain bike World Cup and beat Lopes and then hop on a BMX the following weekend and, and battle with the best in BMX as well. So definitely. Yeah, and make, and, and make your World Cup final easy, you know. So that was, um, yeah, that guy was like, I remember like we we had some good um, good fight over the years and um, that was pretty much like Pro Cup, uh, Evo, and a couple of Dutch guys, but um, yeah, it was a, it was good to race to race again in Europe and be uh, be close to the family and uh, and try to try to build toward the Olympic Games, mm-hmm. which one which was the, the my last my last goals. You know, I was 2006. I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to last in, until the 2000 until 2008 because I want to race the Olympic Games at least uh, at least I can. I think I can do it if I'm if I'm healthy and uh, if I can if I can still train good, I will be able to make the team. So yeah, two thousand five was um, I think it was the Balkans Uh Oh four was Balkans Worlds. Yeah, oh four Balkans Valkenswald. Oh five was um, yeah. They don't do that good here over there. I got got actually got a cut off by Michael on a on a quarter and he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, I start to I start to get my um, like the motivation back again. 2000, 2006, um, 2006, 2007, 2006. Um, and I'm so bad with the date and the world. Like you I went to ride for Chris because that's when we did free agent, and we had a deal when you were through free agent with Christoph. Then so you went to ride for him for a couple of years, right? Yes, yes, with Christoph and you guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah, two thousand six. So I think the world was in um, in Brazil, where uh, when um, Javier won, Javier won. Um, I got, uh, I think, yeah, quarter. I got, um, I was third, and um, and Jimenez took me out of the last corner. I remember. <laughs> and I remember going uh, going after going after him on the finish line and, uh, <laughs> and punch, him, punch him on the <laughs> punch him behind everybody else. <laughs> the good old days when you could do that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry, reminisce, huh? And uh, you don't mean... You don't mean. <laughs> but I was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was another world where, like, um, like Brazil was, uh, the track was, was good also. It was, uh, it was nice. The get was a little bit, um, a little bit hard to, to get used to and, uh, and I raced like shit all 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 weekend long. So, yeah. And then you went from free agent with Christoph to intense with Christoph, right? Yes, same. Um, like I think two thousand six, two thousand seven. I was with you. I was I was with Christoph in free agent and you, and um, and it was the World Championships in Canada, where uh, like actually the 2007, the season was really good for me. Like a uh, I raced the, the European series, which was working really good. Um, I ended, um, ended up the season winning the, the European series in front of, I think it was Mary Stegen or third. That's when, that's when Mary started to race, like to, to take like to, um, to race really good. Uh-huh. Uh, going to Canada to the world championships. I was, I was, um, I was feeling really good over there. And um, I know it was a, like a pickup, yeah, pick up, uh, pedal on the first uh, step up, I think, and um, and it was only like Kyle, me, and, and another guy were doing that, and uh, and I crashed my first model and broke my left knee and my right uh, foot. Oh, I remember now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't like 
obviously I didn't race and uh, I was out for uh, for six months with that. Oh, wow. So I didn't um, didn't go to the um, to the pre Olympic in China to race and uh, and I was on uh, yeah I was injured until like from July to uh, to December pretty much. Start to train again uh, at the end of uh, beginning of December, and um, and I was okay. Man, that's like I have like only a couple months to uh, to be on the team, to be on the national team, you know. And the national team were starting to uh, everybody was racing really good. Like you had uh, Thomas Amon, Pablo Guterres, uh, Florent Florent Boot, and you have like a couple other French guys were coming coming out like really really fast. And I was like. Wow, well, if I if I want to make the team, I'm gonna to have to to train harder than than ever and and race really smart. Yeah, I was I, of course I was the I was the the oldest one, and um, I know my time was uh, my time was uh, was uh, soon um, up. So I want, I really wanted to make that uh, national team, and um, I remember like those uh, few months coming to like December, January, February was really really hard for me. Like physically, mm-hmm. and was going going out of uh, out of that injury, and uh, and try to make that team was um, was pretty tough. So uh, starting to race better and train smart and getting better and better and coming to uh, coming to the World Championships in China, I was uh, I was feeling as good as ever. You know, like like I think I pretty much won everything until the the quarter, and uh, on the quarter I was with. Uh, Sifizo and uh, Jared Grave and um, and all shot until the first jump and on the first jump I break my pedal oh. and didn't make it so uh, I was um, I was a little bit upset over I think the world that world was really um, that's one of the world where I was feeling really really good and um, and uh, I was like I, I have everything to make the podium. Mm-hmm. Make the podium. I was like one of the best shape ever, and technically, physically, mentally, I was I was really really good. And uh, and um, finishing the world like this was uh, yeah, it was hard for me because I know it was my last world championships, and um, I was like it was the goal to to raise the world championships. And after raise the Olympic games and finish finish my uh, my career, mm-hmm. so that was hard to finish to finish the world championships like this, you know. But you'd still already qualified for uh, Beijing, right? Yeah, because um, yeah, I did a, I did a, a good quarter, and uh, I know uh, that time it was two two spots for her, so it was between um, it was between uh, pretty much uh, at that time was Thomas Amon, uh, Quentin Caleron, and uh, Damien Godet. We were uh, we were really tied to qualify, and um, and Fabrice have to make the the decision over that, and uh, and because. The last couple of races before the world, I was getting better and better and better. And at the world, I show up over there. I was like, I was super fast, and um, mm-hmm. and I still have the. I remember because that's when they start to do timing also on the gate, like the gate to the finish. Like we had the time from the from the race, and I still have the best time um, all weekend long on that track. And um, so Fabrice, Fabrice thing, I was like, and like. Fabrice was okay. That's like Thomas is back, you know. So he's gonna be good at the at the Olympic, and uh, and that's how I got a pretty much peak. So how was your preparation going into uh, Beijing, and your thoughts on it all? And yeah, tell us a bit about your weekend there. 
Yeah, like going, you know, going to um, going to the Olympic. That was um, I know that was my last race of that was my last race, and um, and that was my last goal. So I was like, okay, like I didn't. We did uh, we did pretty much everything we had to to get to get ready physically, mentally. Everything was fine, and um, I was maybe one of the I was one of the best shape ever. We did a, a big preparation in Eagle also on the on the Olympic um, hill over there. And I remember at that time it was um, like the Latvian team were over there too. So we used to do get together. We used to train a little bit together on the on the track. And I was like, I was feeling I was feeling really really good. And talk, talking to Ivo, Ivo was like, I remember um, Ivo told me, "Well, you would like you're looking really good, and um, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a, a like a good Olympic Games." And uh, and um, and going to the Olympic Games, I was feeling I was feeling yeah really good physically. And that was maybe one of the first time. Actually, that was the first time I was going to the to Beijing to ride on that track, and uh, and the track was nothing else than we had before. It was super fast. Um, those jump on the second straight were, at that time, was so steep, and and we were going so fast. I was um, I got scared a little bit over there. I was uh, I know like everybody else practice. I would say race the year before on the track, even if they change a couple of stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I never felt, I never feel to get, I never get the rhythm on the track, mm-hmm. and um, I never, I don't know, like when I was on the gate, I was, I was, I was care, and and when you race like this, you know you're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, even if I was doing some first good, like some good first race with with uh, Jared Grave at that time and who else was on my moto? I don't remember. I think it was Christian also on my moto. I was feeling good physically, I was feeling good, but coming coming out of the second corner my, my legs were like I was I was a bit scared and um, instead of um, taking one more pedals I was breaking so I lose a lot of speed and, and couldn't feel myself. I never, like, I never felt myself at the Olympic. All right, so I was, like, I was scared, you know, going to the, going to that second straight and um, the whole process on the Olympic. I, I got, um, like I said, you know, I got scared during the weekend and I never felt myself on the, um, during the race. So it was a big um, disappointing because I was, um, uh, like I said, physically and uh, I was feeling so, so good, and but couldn't put a, a good lap together over there and um, and I finished and I finished like this how was it because obviously Anne Caroline uh, Chasson won uh, obviously you was on the team with her how did it feel like being around her when she won I, I know you're you're not a you're not a bad loser I'm sure that you celebrated and you was happy to you know that she won how, how was all everything around her after she won and you being right there it must have been pretty cool seeing all that go down right yeah, that was that was pretty cool, you know, when you have somebody who won the gold medal, and on top of that, you have uh, Leticia Gordier finishing second with silver. So we got two two medals at the first games. So it was amazing. But but as um, as an athlete like this, you um, you know, we you go over there with one goal, and that was the last goal I, I put on myself. And and um, finishing like this was um, was pretty hard, but. Um, but having people around you uh, celebrating and all that help us help, of course, a lot to go over that situations and um, and we celebrate as a, like like never, of course. But um, at the end of that, when um, the following weeks, I was uh, 
uh, it was hard to finish. I think it was really hard to finish my career at the Olympic Games. I should I should keep going a couple months and finishing some with some uh, other racings than uh, than that. And I think it was one of my big mistakes, putting too much pressure with me on the on the last on the last race. Yeah. So going into retirement, how did you? You know, was you already looking forward to the next thing? Obviously, you was, you'd obviously thought about coaching and stuff. Was that already? in the works uh, i think you studied yeah. for a while right yes always um always uh, study co- uh, training and coaching and um even back in us um i finished with my uh, french trainer michel at that time like like early on so i used to train by myself for, for many years and i uh, was always into training and i was always into um getting educated about it and uh and uh, for me it was um after the games, I wanted to take a, a break from everything because we are, you know, when you live um, 24 hours pretty much with one goal, you do everything you can to be um, to be the best, and um, and um, your lifestyle, everything is around that. And had um, I need I need a break from that, you know, it was too it was too much for too long. So I took um, I took a couple of months, and um, and actually I didn't um, I didn't ride my bike for like. I would say like uh, almost a year, you know, like maybe ten months. Mm-hmm. And um, I went back to went back to school, study, and um, and took some uh, took some time for me and for my family a little bit before to uh, before to move to the next uh, to the next chapter. And when my school was finished, and uh, I got the opportunity to uh, to work for the UCI at the World Cycling Center in Switzerland, and. Um, and I, and I accept right away, you know, I was like, I, it was one part of me wanting to do, to do something else than BMX. I was like, okay, I did, I did that all my life. I want to know something else. I want to, to experiment, uh, experiment, uh, I want to try to do something else with my life and, uh, and get the feeling of, um, like of a, of a real job, but totally different. And, um, so I was looking for, for months and months, the opportunity I had, and um, and see if I want, if I could some, if I could do something else, and um, and at the end, finish my school, and um, the boss at that time, uh, the UCI at the World Cycling Center came and uh, and asked me to to work for them, and um, and I couldn't resist. I was like, yeah, you know, BMX is inside of, is inside of me, is on my blood, so I want to. Um, I want to give back to the sport in a way, you know, and um, and coaching was um, was a good way also for me to uh, to help um, young riders to uh, to achieve their dream or just to um, just to help them to uh, to ride a bike and to understand what is training at the high level. And uh, that was a big opportunity for me to uh, to move over there and be a coach at the UCI Center. Yeah. And before that, I was you know friends with some of the guys at British Cycling, and they reached out to me. It might have been a bit before Beijing or maybe after, I really don't remember, but um, they asked me like, hey, you know, for, actually this is before that and because um, you were still racing, they're like, hey, we're, we're looking for a coach who, who who's out there and I said, look, the only guys at the time, I said, I think Thomas was going to do it, you was going to do it and maybe he was already doing it and I, you know, I think I might have mentioned uh, Sean Dwight, but anyway, you, I, I told him you should definitely, they wanted somebody in, in Europe or somebody that could live in England, and I said, well, you got to go for Allier, he's going to be the best guy, and you actually flew out to Manchester and talked to them guys, right? Yes, I flew, um, Dave, um, 
Richard at that time, the, the big boss of, uh, of GB. Um, in Brailsford, yeah. Called me, called me out of the blue, you know, like mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything. Called me, called me out of the blue and actually mm -hmm. mentioned your names also, you know, like motion couple names where uh, um, he got some good, um, like, good feeling about me and um, and he asked me to flew to um, to Manchester. That was after, so that was after Beijing. That was okay. after uh, um, the Olympic Games and they wanted to um, to get the program like a little bit differently. I know um, at that time he was, um, uh, Grant White was a, was a coach and uh, and I was like, what can I, what can I do? I know Grant White is over there. So like, what, what you want me to do? And uh, they wanted to, to get me like a, to um, to have my uh, I would say like my eyes and my expertise to to help them maybe um, maybe more toward um, Chanel at that time. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, actually, that was between I was dealing with GB team and the UCIs on the same times and uh, and uh, um, I remember to um, you know I was like okay move to Manchester with my family or go to Switzerland with my family what the best you know and uh, and um, the whole UCI project was much better than uh, than the GB team at that time mm -hmm. even if the salary was uh, was kind of like the same like they were like they were matching like I remember at that time like the GB team were matching everything UCI asked oh, wow. and um, and uh, and I had uh, like a better feeling to go to the UCI instead of working for only one federation at that time I was that was my first real like real coaching job and uh, and um, I thought with uh, UCI my uh, I will uh, I will learn even more and uh, and I have like more uh, more opportunity after that yeah. so how was your first um, couple of years as, as being the UCI guy then like I said you, you move your whole family to Switzerland traveling maybe some of the riders that you train with and then going into yeah you guys were getting people ready to go to uh, China then right Yes, it was um, like a full-time job, you know. We um, at the UCI Center, we Brazil. We had right, yeah. The facility was uh, was really like is really good, you know. You have the pedodrome, you have the track, you have the BMX track, you have the gym, you have, you got everything at that time. So it was a dream job to to start and uh, and be able to um, also be able to work with different federations from all over the world was such an amazing experience, you know, and. Um, of course, I was I was going out of like high level, high level sport, and um, and I wanted to do high level. But I, at the UCI, you also have to do some development, and you need to find some kids everywhere in the world and try to give them the be the best tool to to make them better, or maybe uh, becoming world champion, or at least at least um, qualify for the world or qualify for the games. But you 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 also have the you also have the in, like you also have the role of um, developing BMX toward coaching and uh, developing athletes all over. So that was um, yeah, that was such a great experience to meet all those people from everywhere. And you know, I remember like like just an, as an example, Indonesia, Indonesia, where like when I started over there, were like totally out of BMX, you know, out of the map of BMX and. And I start to work with them and and put them on the map, on the map. You know, the BMX was inside of Indonesia, and and actually BMX starting to get better, bigger and bigger in Indonesia. If you if you follow a little bit the the news over there, like uh, BMX starting to be big and big, bigger and bigger. So that's 
that was that I was really proud of that and um, and of course like going and um, going in South America finding some some new athlete that's like um, I work a lot with um, at that time I work a lot with Carlos Ramirez and to see where is it now you know it's like um it's like it's, an, it's amazing to be part of that you know mm-hmm. and then I said China early meaning London was your first um, official um, Olympics as a coach right so who were some of the riders that you had in London and uh, what was your yeah your your talk a little bit about around the London time yeah qualification like the qualification system and all that was also um, like a as far as um, when you work at the World Cycling Center, you have to, to work with so many diff- different federations. And of course, those federations, um, some of them or most of them don't have a big team or don't have like enough riders to qualify the country. So you have to try to qualify the, the guy, you know, like the, the athlete himself instead of to qualify the city. And, um, and at that time, I was working with um, some, um, some Equatorian guys and um with uh, Stephanie from from um, from Venezuela with um with with couple other people around, around the world and uh, and I know the I know the goal of um, of London was going to be uh, was going to be hard you know it was not of course it was on back on my mind but I, I knew as a as a coach and I knew with the people I was working with I knew it was going to be hard to um, to go to uh, to London with a lot of riders, so we finalized to qualify uh, Stephanie Hernandez, and um, and she uh, she uh, actually crashed on the on the semifinal over there. So the, the the first time as a coach at the Olympic was um, was a good experience because you you um, totally on the other side. You're not an athlete anymore, so you're a coach, and you can see you can see what's going on at the Olympic. You can. Uh, you learn a lot. You got you gain so much experience as a uh, as a coach over there, and um, and um, I know the goal the goal was going to be bigger for um, for um, uh, for Rio, and that was that was the main goal. So I start to I start to work with a lot of different riders and bring back to the center, and uh, we actually had a, a big group couple from um, I would say from um, like. 2011, 2000 to uh, 2016, the group was really um, was between 15 to 25 riders at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he got. Uh, I start to um, to select riders toward the games and uh, and the chance for them to be at the games. And also at that time, you also have you also have to develop riders at the same time. So, so it was it was also hard to to do high level and development at the same time, but. I managed to do it um, to do it pretty well at that time, and we uh, we qualified a couple of guys at the at Rio, so that was a that was a big achievement for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your thoughts between you know Rio and, and London? How were they different much, or um, as, as the games themselves? Or what was your thoughts on the two different games? You know, like three. I've been, I've been part of three games: the uh, Beijing, London, and Rio, and. Um, and all those three games, of course, are, are totally different, you know, because it's a different country, different uh, culture. But um, like as far as from London to Rio, I think I think the you know track. In, we can talk about the track for for hours and hours. You know, <laughs> like we, we always show up at the Olympic Games, at the pre-Olympic Games, and the track are 
were always not finishing or always huge and totally different than what we used to race. And yeah, like even racing, even qualifications were doing on some different tracks. So we, of course, Rio was like, when we show up at the pre-event was huge and nobody could ride the track. And, and that put a bad, like a really bad image um, on, the, on the BMX side. So yeah, we um, at the end at the end of the day we are uh, at the end of the day we always look at the race and and the final and the final looks always good. So mm-hmm. Rod has always saved the day. Yeah, I think I think um, I will I, I will see I will say Johan got always lucky because the rider always saved it. You know, we could have some drama, we could have some like really bad. Uh, Bad, bad image from BMX, but at the end of the day, the BMX got uh, saved by the rider all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, all, a, a race, you know, you could line up eight of the fastest guys in the street. I would still want to watch it, you know. It's, uh, yes, yeah, I would be, a, I would be a fan, even if you put, um, even if you put like, a, like, yeah, like you said, on the street, you just put the gate and eight guys on the street. I would be, I would be watching that twenty-four hours, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so then you moved, I don't know which year it was, but then you went from UCI to kind of doing your own thing a little bit. So, um, again, I don't know too much about that. Just what I kind of see when I'm following you on, on social media and stuff, you kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the cycle, you know, at the end of uh, Rio, I was, so I was, um, I was at the UCI from 2010 to 2017, um, December, December 16. So, um, I want, like, I wanted to, um, like the UCI, experience was uh, was of course amazing and um, I learned a lot about it and of course I become a coach over there so um, I learned so much but at the end of the day I wanted to um, to do something else and um, and be a little bit more um, I would say corporate you know mm-hmm. and um, and be a bit less political also mm-hmm. and I wanted to um, and I didn't get along with my director my director wasn't asked <laughs> and, uh, and um, we didn't get along at the end, so I, I, I really wanted to, to move because of that. And so I decided to I decided I decided to quit and to open my own business and uh, and to follow right and to keep coaching, but with my with my uh, with my open with my business by myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, uh, I self, I start January 2017 until now, and uh, everything's doing good. I have like. Uh, like between uh, yeah, fifteen, fifteen to twenty riders all over the world, and uh, like a like a good um, group, uh, like a core group of five, six riders um, with um, World Cup uh, World Cup uh, guys, you know. So I've been traveling with them all the time. I see that you've been working with, uh, and there's a lovely guy as well, uh, Campo. Yeah, Alfredo. Yeah, Alfredo. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems for, like uh, he's really close to winning. I know he has won a couple, couple little races, on little races. But yeah, I, it seems like he's really close to doing something really big. You know. Yes, yes. That you know, that he's been, uh, he's been working really hard. That's one of the guys who's, uh, who works so hard toward um, um, the last few years, and um, he has one goal, and um, and he's a process, you know, and, and, um, and actually like years after years, he's, um, he's getting better and better and he's so close every time to, um, to do something really good, you know, like Baku, um, in Baku, he won pretty much every, every race until the semi where he crashed by himself sliding on the, on the last corner. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
that was a big upset for him, for sure. And the year after, in um, in Holland, uh, no, in in, uh, in Zolder, where uh, he did the same, all shot all shot the semi in front of uh, Twen and and uh, and and some other guy, and crashed by himself on the on the second corner, sliding again. So that was a big upset again. But yeah, he's so so close to something to do something really big. And uh, like you said, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he seems a, a fan. I, I I remember when he he came when he came out to spend time in the U.S. and he was on Stay Strong at the time. And I met him out at Paris. I think he was only junior, just won the Junior Worlds or something. And he was such a fan. He's like, oh my god, you know, he's there and he was pointing everybody out and he was handshaking everybody. And and then even and I think it was this year or last year in Phoenix, I saw him and he was talking to. Uh, Colin Stiles, that as you remember, did the transit videos, and I was yeah. listening to him. He was just such a fan. He was talking about transit and all the old racing, and he obviously followed the history. And uh, just, oh yeah, he's a big, he's a, he's a big fan. He's uh, yeah. he's following for years and years, and uh, you know, from back in the day when he was uh, when he was a kid, he's 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 a BMX fan from from the beginning. From like um, I think he started when he was really young, like like five or seven or something like this. Mm-hmm. But that is is a huge fan of BMX, and he's like he's always telling me some, uh, you know, like the transit video or the of the snap or the trans world. He's always talking about uh, right. historic BMX, and um, and you know he's like he's deep inside of him, and uh, and you know something good is going to happen to him. That's for sure. You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely, definitely got my uh, yeah. I'll be be cheering for him next year or whenever. These, you know, I guess we'll talk about it now. Obviously, the the Olympics is is cancelled, and maybe let's talk. Before this Corona, how was things looking for the Olympics? And I think you was at the trials race last year, right? Yes, I was. Uh, I was in Japan um, in October for um, for the trials, and um, and yeah, everything like you know, the, if we um, if you talk about the the trials, the track is going to be a little bit different than what they used to have in um, in London or in um, in Rio. It's going to be a little bit like I, w- I would say a little bit more traditional. With first is a flat, flat, flat track, no, uh, no, no, uh, no downhill. So um, the speed, the, all the athletes gonna have to generate the speed for the, like with their legs, with no, uh, no downhill speed or nothing, and and the track is long, so it's gonna be like a long, long, long track, and and physically it's gonna be hard. I would say maybe 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 a bit long, but um, it's gonna be some interesting race, that's for sure, and. Um, yeah, looking forward to see who's gonna who's gonna show up in fit and uh, and ready for for race on that kind of track. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could tell from the pre-race. It seemed like the guys that were in maybe went back a little bit to our era when we we had to do a lot of road bike because we just we raced so much and um, endurance was a little bit more then. And obviously that's changed. But it seemed like and listening to some of the guys when they do podcasts and stuff, uh, the current riders they're saying they got to change their training a little bit, right? Maybe a bit more endurance. Is is that the the take from it, yeah. We we, we will see going here. Um, you know, if um, like we we know the date now the uh, of the Olympic Games is going to be the same then than like at the end of July. So um, we still have time to uh, we still have time to do that, and we um, we can manage the training from. Uh, we don't know the schedule for next year yet, mm-hmm. but uh, depends how it's, how it's going to be. If we have time to to get ready for for the games after the after after the World Championships. We have time to to um, to change and to modify a little bit of the training, of course, you know, yeah. and um, and we're gonna be able to uh, we're gonna be able to 
to change and to make the athlete ra- uh, adapt to, to the track, that's for sure. Yeah. What's your take on the current, um, you know, everyone's got their opinion on how BMX should be, whether you talk to, you know, us, the old guys, or the guys on Facebook, or the current riders. Everyone's got their view on, you know, Supercross, uh, today's racing. Obviously, you're the unique, um, you, you was part of what was and, and what's now, you know, so... How do you think it, it it sits today? What would you change? You know your views on on everything, like you know high end supercross racing. Yeah, it's pretty. You know, it's pretty hard, and it's with A6 A6 track. Um, I've been around for for a long time now, so you know everybody everybody's getting used to kids. Some some kids start BMX because of that. You know, like they look at the big ramp and they look at the speed, the jump. They want to do the same, and um, which is which I understand also. But it's, it's hard to, um, as far, um, like my opinion, huh? my own opinion is, um, as you may know, you know, I love flat. I love mm-hmm. the flat heel. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like true BMX is, uh, is on the flat heel, you know, and, um, and, and the power coming out of that. Um, don't give me wrong, huh? the A6, A6 track looks, when, um, when, when um, the track is really well built, makes some, some amazing race. If for, for me, if you, if I have to choose a track, I will say Papendal for the next few years, like the next, the last two, three years, I've, for me, is the best track ever because it's so wide open. You have like long straightaway, you have like the jump are really well made and, and the race is just, it just has some, like it's just so nice to, uh, to watch it until the, until the finish line, you know? And then, um, do you see the way a World Cup is run? You know, do, is there anything you would change? It seems like, um, yeah. Again, everyone's got their opinion. I just wanted to get yours because I've never really asked. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, I like also the, I like also the way they, um, like the format they're running the World Cup now. Like those two races in the weekend, like is so much better for, for everyone. You know, when you travel for so for so far away and you race just one race and you go home, like. At least they have the opportunity to raise two races and make more money, which is which is even better for them. But the way they, the way they race, you know, is um, you know BMX is um, is not a is not a big sport. We all know that. Like the money is no is no here. So um, if you um, if you want to uh, to have the the media the TV um, to look at our sport is to bring more money and how to bring more money. Is is so complicated because the the the, bi- the bicycle market or business they are not doesn't doesn't sound really really great right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, is a that's a huge question and to to run a race differently, I I don't see how you can race differently because they look like of course we need more public, we, of course we need more TV, but how you how you're gonna bring more public and more TV to to watch a race, you know? Yeah. It, um, Put um, 500,000 500, on the price money. I think TV will look will will look at the sport. I think public will look a little bit more at the sport. Like the T, like we don't people doesn't make that much money any, anymore on BMX, and uh, I think is also um, also a good part why why BMX is no not appealing anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. I understand. 
Um, one of one of the questions I said I was always surprised or not surprised, but I always thought you'd probably be a bit more involved in the national team in France. That's never, you know, come up over the years, or you know, say you've always had other stuff going on, so maybe you've never really had to. Uh, what's your opinion on I don't know that and maybe current BMX in France? BMX always seemed great in France, and it still looks great when I see the videos and stuff. You know. Yeah, uh, we tr we try a couple of times. I try a couple of times. We uh, we try to work together with a with a French team like a couple of years ago when I was at the at the UCI. They try to um, try to uh, to um, to get me over and and work with them, but we never find out. Um, we we never agree on the, I would say on the project or on the, on the contract. Mm -hmm. It never happened. And um, like I said, I was really good. With, I was really good at the World Cycling Center. You know, be able to work with so many different countries. So I didn't didn't have the need to be over there. And um, and at that time, as you know, you know, I, I was taking care of juries for so many years. So even if I was not on the French team, I was taking up taking care of juries, and I was I was part. We were I was communicating a lot with the French team and and see how everything was running, and we. Uh, we had uh, like so many talks with the manager in place, and and um, always have a good um, good feeling with them. So yeah, it never happened. But um, on the same times, I worked so, so much with Joris, and uh, I got some good uh, good result with him, and uh, it was a good experience to be part of that. Also, yeah. Yeah, and now you're working with uh, you know our friend Michael Clarity's son Eddie. It seems like he's really turning into a, it seems like a mini you watching him. You know, um, just watching him on the bike and that you know, which is cool. Yes, yes, yeah. He's a, he's a good, he's a good kid. You know, he's uh, he's amazing on his back. He's talented. He's no, um, and he's um, he's hungry to like. He's really um, starving to succeed, to succeed also. But he's taking his time, and he's um, we have like a long process with him, so which is which is good. And uh, and he's a quick learner. He's a quick learner. He learns like really, uh, really fast. And um, yeah, he's, like if he um, if he keep improving the ways he's been he's been improving the last two years, he's gonna be. Uh, He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be really good. Yeah. I can see you're keeping it fun for him because I always see him doing different stuff. He's doing the pump track and then he's hanging out in Brazil or wherever. You know, he's traveling. He's in you know Norway, wherever. And then it seems like he races quite a lot. So it seems like you, yeah, like I say, taking your time and you've got a slow plan with him. You know. Yeah, he love. You know, he loves to race. He loves to race. He loves to train. He loves. He loves everything about BMX. So it's a good opportunity for him to um, to succeed and. Uh, and um, like I said, you know, it's not, it's never easy to um, to schedule and to program one athlete to for many years and see how how you can improve years after years. But for Hedy, is like every, everything seems to to fall in place really good, but even quicker than than I than uh, I expected. So that's really good for really good for him. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, before we wrap this up, first first question is I asked you this yesterday when we were talking on. Uh, you're still traveling a lot. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, traveling all year long, all year long. Yeah, I've, uh, I live in Bordeaux. I live, my kids live in Geneva, and and uh, and I walk everywhere in the world. So I'm um, I'm lucky to be um, to be one place for seven days in a row. Yeah, it seems like you must have definitely have some some air miles. I just see you pop up on social media sometimes in the strangest countries. I'm like, oh my god, he's still. I'm saying we just talked about all the the, the constant travel we did as, as as your own racing career, and then to 
see you traveling even more as a coach. It's definitely, uh, like I say, it's something you, you love doing, you have passion. How, how much longer do you think you're going to do this, Thomas? Have you got a, a new long-term goal or are you just happy what's going on right now? Um, Not, I, think, I think my first, um, like I'm, I'm happy, I'm, I'm, I love what I'm doing, so I, I keep going. But uh, um, yeah, I see myself, we will see after, um, after Tokyo. You know, Tokyo is... Um, like actually now is one more year, so I give myself one more year. And, uh, I try to be really focused on my on my guys in, instead of like thinking too much after after war. But um, yeah, I will be. Um, I will not be surprised if uh, if I continue until Paris until Paris um, twenty four. Uh-huh. Or I won't be surprised if I quit after um, Tokyo. You know. It, I have two so I have two two way and we will see how everything play out. Mm-hmm. But um, I love what I'm doing and I will uh, I will do that um, as long as I can. Yeah, and you still get. I, I see once in a while you put a well. Somebody you're very humble. You don't post much. You got so much great stuff you could post. Um, you don't you don't post much. But when I, once in a while when I see a clip of you and you still jump on the gate with people, you're still unbelievable on a bike for your age. Um, you still like to ride your bike, right? Yeah, a little bit, little bit <laughs> I would say a little bit less uh, lately because I broke my collarbone like um, last uh, last June riding BMX. Right. So it's been, um, yeah, I would say it's been six months. It's not riding too much, but uh, yeah, you know, like if I if I have the opportunity to jump on a bike and ride trails or do gate, I love to do gate. You know. Yeah, that's what I, I, like, I remember about you, and I'm the same. And I remember you. You know, I was like, there's only a few people that think what I think, but you used to even say that, man. I love, and I'm the same. Like, I still like to do gates. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the feeling, the feeling to be mm-hmm. on the gate, and the feeling to um to get um to get those first three cranks um. And um, you know to get the pop and to get those three cranks and just the the rush of the gate, you know, I love it. And of course, you, you know, I love to jump. I love to go fat on the corner. I love I love to ride my bike. But like I said, like the last the last six months, a little bit less than um, than what uh, what I want. But um, um, I know it's just a matter of time to be back on the bike because I love to do it. And uh, but uh, like I said, you know, traveling as much as that as as I travel, it's not easy to um, to get a good routine, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, Thomas, let's wrap it up. Anything you want to finish up on? Any any shout outs you want to? No, get... just uh, you know, just really happy to do that little podcast, and um, and always um, it's always nice to look. Um, I'm I'm not the type of the guy you look at the past, but it's nice to uh, it's nice to see and to remember a little bit some. Uh, some of the some of the stuff we uh, we done in the past and um, and we don't realize sometimes uh, that much how much we did you know for the sport or for ourselves also and um, and and where we came from also and I'm really happy where I am now I'm pretty um, pretty satisfied with um, you know as a as an athlete or as a coach you know like just coming back a little bit on the on the Olympic Games you know when um, when Stephanie Hernandez got the, the bronze medals, Stephanie is coming from Venezuela, from nowhere. You know, like mm-hmm. she has no, uh, like you don't even imagine the situations where she's coming from, and um, and be able to build one athlete like this to uh, to finish up with the world um, title in 2015 and um, and the bronze medal in uh, in 2016 in Rio was such an amazing uh, accomplishment, even better than what you know, it's like. I, f- I feel more emotional 
uh, as a coach than than when I was an athlete, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And really, I'm really grateful with everything that happened the last few years. You know, um, like it's so nice to be part of that and um, and to keep going and um, and and try to make those um, those uh, riders as good as they as they can. You know, it's such a it's such a good feeling to see them growing like this. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, I think, um, I, I, again, there's so much we still haven't covered and hopefully you know, so there's, there's always a chance to do more down the road. I've really been waiting to try and do a podcast with you, you know, face-to-face. That's why I like to do it now. But obviously with circumstances and you living over there, it's a good time to, to hop on and do this. But I'm sure at some point we can all sit around a table with the boys and I still love to do one with everybody together. All of us sitting around would be great, which I'm sure we will at some point. Um, again, there's so much more to your history. We didn't, tr- you know, touch on the triple crown, and, and there's so much oh, more stuff. Yeah. So, lot, no, lot. It's, it's a lot. You know, we co- we cover a little bit of that, even if he, if, even if he lasts two, more than two hours. But uh, yeah, we are, we are, yeah. Even like, like you know, just between you, me, and Christoph, Greg, Danny, like mm-hmm. all, all those guys, you know, just like such an amazing. Uh, yeah, past, you know, he's, he's past, but he's a huge part of BMX, you know. Oh, absolutely, and I think we were both part of a great era. Again, we didn't even talk too much about the Huntington Beach days. We had so much great time, so much fun, you know, riding, training, traveling together. and that. Do you, One question I would want to ask you. Cause, you, know, you, know, the person, you know, I moved to California. One of the one of the reasons was to, to ride cheap hills every day, you know. And, that was my um, training back in the day. <laughs> I mean, we were literally going there on Christmas days and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, we were doing gate, gate on morning, sheepy on afternoon, and orange uh, on the night, you know, pretty much. So you, you could confirm uh, we were training too much, weren't we? Oh yeah, that's that's you know <laughs> we can talk about that. But as a coach, as a coach now, yeah, I'm, I was. We were over training for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It was a lot of fun. So, so what? You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. We have no. You, you cannot regret about that because that's make that's make who we are who we are now, and um, and uh, yeah, we love it. You know, so um, I I love each part of the of my life. You know, as a as an athlete, as a coach, but that athlete part part it was so huge, and um, those feeling growing up in um, around you guys and everything was uh, was good. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. When we'll, we'll many good memories for sure. Yeah, good times, and again, we'll 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 get together at some point and and do more of this stuff. So, Thomas, that was amazing. I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, good luck. Hopefully, with this Corona thing clears up, and you you know we can all get back to normal, and you guys can get back to doing your thing. And uh, look forward to uh, the build up to watching you guys at the Olympics. And uh, good luck to all your your riders, Campo and, and, and Eddie and, and everybody else you work with. And, uh, yeah, thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks to having me, to having me. And, uh, and it's always great to talk to you anyway. Del. So have a good one. Stay safe. Enjoy your family. You too. See you, buddy. Bye. Yeah. Bye.